the upfront stage. It's the premise with Dino Tripodis. Join Dino and his guest, comedian Bobby Dodd. Yes! And our two contestants, comedian Mike Larson. Yes! And improv comedian Jeff Gage. And now, welcome to the stage, Dino Tripodis. Hello again, everybody. How are you? Welcome to the premise, as Greg Hansberry said. For those of you who are here for the first time, let me explain what's going to happen here tonight. Um, we will have two comic competitors sitting at that table right there with the little light who will get a premise handed to them for the very first time they've never seen or heard until this evening. They will have 20 minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up material based on the premise they receive. So let's give it up again for Jeff Gage, yes, and Mike Larson, who will be up here in just a little bit. While they're hard at work, the very funny Bobby Dodds will be here to perform for you tonight, yes. And then sitting down with me for a little chat as well. Combination, comedy show, competition, podcast, all rolled up into one. We are Whiskey Business. The podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. We do that on a weekly basis, and we appreciate the fact that you tune into that on a regular basis. But this is our fun live offshoot, and I want to thank Shadowbox Live and the Upfront Stage for hosting us for the fourth time this evening. Thank you. Very much appreciated. The other day, I was behind a car, and I had a chance to read its bumper sticker as a lot of cars have very clever bumper stickers that you pass the time and read while you're waiting for the light to change. And this one said, when I die, bury me face down so that the world can kiss my ass. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. Also next to that one, I could tell he was a very aggressive person. He had another bumper sticker that said, my gun family can mow down your stick family. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, don't honk the horn when the arrow turns and he doesn't move. Just leave it alone. <laughs> but then I saw a very similar bumper sticker just like a, a few hours later. And it said, when I die, bury me face down so the world can see what a dumbass I've been. <laughs> Self-deprecating but honest, and that's the one that I identified with. Because as I get older, folks, I am becoming more and more of a dumbass. I am. They say the older you get, the wiser you get. Bullshit, you get older, you drink Budweiser and try to figure shit out. Am I right? Yes. Because, I'll give you some examples. I'm preparing my home for the fall and winter season. My home which I own. I am a home owner. I have no business being a home owner. People buy homes because they have a skill set where if something goes wrong, they can fix it. Or if something goes awry, they can at least look at it and determine if they need to know. I am a nightmare of a homeowner, a handyman slash contractor's dream come true. I have a four to one nail ratio when it comes to pounding one of those sons of bitches into the wall, all right? It took me, it took me 30 minutes 
to change six batteries out of a carbon monoxide detector because invariably I kept putting at least one of them in wrong to the point where I just said, screw it. If I die, I die. At least I'll be in my sleep. I have no balls when it comes to being a homeowner. I have two extermination companies that come to my house on a regular basis. Why two, you ask? Do you have a lot of pests? No, I do not. I've had one company for years, and he's done a great job, John. Then, in a weak moment, when someone came knocking on my door and said that they could save me $260 a year if I went with their company, I said, yeah, that's the right homeowner thing to do. And I signed up for them, thinking that I would cancel the other company. But then I got a call from the other company, and the call was from John, because I know John. John is 70 years old and is still doing extermination. And John and I have, have gotten to be friends. John left me a message saying, hey, Dino, it's John. I'm coming over to do the thing at your house, and I scheduled an extra 20 minutes so we can sit down on the porch and talk about old movies. Oh, I can't get rid of John. So now I have two, two extermination companies coming to my house on a regular basis because I don't have the balls to let go of John. And I don't really want to. And now you would think, with two companies coming to spray and do their thing, that I would be completely and utterly pest-free. But no. The other day, sitting right on the rim of the toilet bowl, was one of the indestructible, apparently, stink bugs. How many people have gotten stink bugs in their house here as of late, right? You can't kill them, and you're not supposed to kill them because if you kill them, they supposedly stink, which I think is a lie perpetrated by the goddamn stink bugs. So you don't kill them. And they used to be shit brown, but now I think that they have uh, somehow become more powerful because this one on the toilet was like a, like, a, like a metallic gray. He looked stronger. It's like Iron Man in a different suit. It was, it was it's crazy. So I didn't smash him because you're not supposed to smash him. So what I did, since he was on the toilet bowl, what I did was I took a piece of paper and I scooped him up and I tossed him into the toilet bowl water thinking that he would drown. And then I would pick him up later and toss him into the trash. I'd come back five minutes later. He's not drowning. He's fucking swimming. <laughs> He's swimming. He's doing this making his way to the edge of the toilet bowl and climbing back up. I'm going, you got to be kidding me. So then I scooch him back down into the water and then I take a piece of toilet paper and I cover him with the toilet paper and then I flush the toilet and make him go down the drain. I go, done. I come back 10 minutes later to pee. What do I see? I see a stink bug with a little piece of toilet paper hanging off his back like he's a superhero trying to get to the edge of the toilet bowl. I was amazed, I was amazed. There was a cockroach on the windowsill going, man, I thought we were indestructible. He's fucking amazing. He is amazing. Dumbass. Other thing that I'm stupid about, that I've learned just by doing it. I turned 60 years old this year 
when I was 59, before I turned 60, I got into a fight with a 35-year-old. Right, yeah. Result of said fight, cut over my eye, fractured tibia. You know the old expression? Yeah, you should see the other guy? Yeah, not a mark on him, nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's no logical reason for a 59-year-old man to be in fisticuffs with another person, let alone a 35-year-old, right? The only way a 59-year-old man, people, should be in a fight is if it's with another 59-year-old man. Because then at least you have the opportunity to bravado that shit out. You know what I mean? It's like, he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And you're like, come on, man, I'm standing right here. He's like, oh, no, man, you want a piece of this for real? You're going to have to come over here. And I'm like, yeah, well, if I come over there, goddammit, you're going to get way more than you bargained for. And he's like, I don't need a bargain, bitch. I shop at Costco. And I'm like, well, now I know you're an idiot because everybody knows that Amazon Prime's the way to go. And he's like, really? I've heard that. Is it really a good deal? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You order the shit, they bring it right to your house, and before it's all said and done, you're fine. But you go fight a 35-year-old? Forget what the fight was about. It doesn't matter. At that point, oh, my God. Oh, my God. His eyes are blood red with alcohol. Yours are milky white from Insure. <laughs> Put it in television terms. He's Fox Sports. You're the Hallmark Channel. He's UFC night. You're reruns of Matlock. You're gonna lose. Are you ready to start the premise tonight, people? Tell me yes. Thank you so much for being here. We got a great, great show for you tonight. Let's get it started, shall we? Yes, indeed. Oh. Thank you so much again for being here, folks. Um, as you know, on, on a whiskey business, we, we, we drink some whiskey. And tonight, with the premise, uh, we also have prizes that are whiskey-related this evening. So the winner tonight will get a very nice bottle. This was actually the very first bottle we had on whiskey business. This is a bottle of Larceny. Right here, very nice, very nice bottle. Excellent, John, uh, John E. Fitzgerald's uh, weakness, they say, was good bourbon, and this is really good bourbon. So the winner will get a bottle of Larceny. The loser gets something from the bottom shelf, for those of you who frequent uh, liquor stores. The loser gets a bottle of $14 early times. <laughs> That's right. Good times, bad times, early times. <laughs> and also, in addition to that, to ease his pain from the Whiskey Business LP collection of things that you'll never listen to, Glenn Derringer. <laughs> Accent on youth, Glenn Derringer and his magnificent accordion. Apparently, in 1956, at 13 years of age, Glenn Derringer was a phenomenon in the accordion, piano, and the organ. I Googled him. Glenn Derringer is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. 
He's still alive. So how about a round of applause for Glenn Derringer? Let him sense that somewhere people were clapping for him. And the poor bastard probably wondering why, why? But the loser will take home this lovely LP as well. And uh, on the panel here this evening, uh, we will be drinking Jack Daniels. My go-to, Jack Daniels is my go-to whiskey on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, everybody needs a go-to. If you don't have a go-to whiskey in your life, well, you need to go and get a go-to whiskey, is my advice to you. I drink Jack Daniels on a regular basis. Some people drink too much Jack Daniels on a regular basis. Here's my little whiskey business tip for you this evening on how you know you've had too much Jack Daniels on any given night. If you're drinking shots of Jack Daniels, one after the other as the night goes on, and you take that last shot, mmm, oh, but it really burns when it goes down your throat, ow. But despite that fact, you order another shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> but before you drink that one, you blow on it because you think it's hot. <laughs> You've had too much Jack Daniels. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. And without further ado, what say we meet our competitors this evening? Are you ready? Yes. Coming up first, please welcome... After numerous television appearances, including The Tonight Show, he's been a writer for Ellen when she had a TV show, The Drew Carey Show, Bill Maher, and he was a recent guest panelist who actually wanted to compete tonight. Please welcome my good friend, Mr. Mike Larson, to the stage, everybody. Mike Larson. Have a seat, Michael. Probably didn't need to bring my own whiskey, did I? You brought your own whiskey and have yeah, to. Thank you, brother. Thanks for being back here. Yeah. Tell me why, after being, by the way, a superb guest panelist on the show, um, we had a great conversation with you. You've also done the Whiskey Business Podcast. I have. Which was amazing. Thank you so much I for have. that. Why, why the urge and the desire to go sit at that little table, by the way, which I should explain the table. Let me explain the table before I do that, because you don't know what you're getting into over there. I, I know the, how tables work. Uh, on the, I know how t <laughs> on the <laughs> table for the competitors are two pads of paper, some number two pencils, one glass of water, and one single donut. You may ask why one glass of water, one's, why one single donut? That's because the creator of the premise, John Whitney, give him a round of applause. Yes is an asshole. John Whitney is an asshole, and that's how he wanted it to be. But why, why, tell me, did you want to and desire to go over to that table? When you first told me about this show, I, I wanted to do that. It just sounds fun. For one thing, as a writer, um, writing is the fun part, but coming up with new topics to write about, sometimes they don't come. So I love the idea of getting a topic that I've never dealt with before. You don't have a lot to do I during your day anymore, one. do you? You don't have no. a lot to do anymore, really, no, to right. join us here. Because you moved to Ohio from uh, L.A. I moved to Ohio so that I could do every Dino Tripodis-related show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with you. Yes. But you will be competing against your. Do you, have you ever met the person you're competing? No, against? just met. Just tonight. met him for the yeah. first time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's 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 meet our our competitor. He is the OG of improv comedy here in Columbus, Ohio. He teaches classes. He hosts improv wars. He's also an exceptional realtor. If you're looking for a home to buy before it's all said and done, and I might add, a reigning, the premise champion. Please oh. welcome back Jeff Gage, everybody. Jeff Gage. 
Welcome back, Jeff Gage. Oh, thanks, Dana. So, Great Jeff. Great to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. Now, you kicked ass literally last time you were here with the premise. And you enjoyed it enough that you agreed to come back. I did, yeah, because I had no idea that that would happen. I didn't think uh, people would find me that funny. So You are funny, though. <laughs> now, well, well, you well know, I have a question. Literally? Literally I, what? Yeah, literally I, kicked I ass? I was there that, violence? Yes, there was oh violence. Oh, my. You know, there, it Yikes. turns into a blood sport after a while. <laughs> oh, so my. If nobody's Never get in a then, fight uh, with an improviser. <laughs> <laughs> they are a nasty lot. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was fun. I, I didn't realize how much fun I would have just doing that. And, uh, you know, you get, basically you're improvising because you're writing jokes on the spot. So, uh as you guys know from doing stand-up, both of you guys are stand-ups. Stand-ups, you write and craft material. You kind of know where it's heading. And when you're handed a premise and said, here, go, write some comedy, you know, that kind of utilizes a little improv muscle. So you have to, you know, kind of think on the fly and uh, still hopefully, knock on wood, be funny. But, uh, so I'm curious, are you uh, the least bit intimidated or threatened by a veteran comedy writer like Michael Arsenal, who, as I mentioned, wrote for Ellen, Drew Carey, Grace Under Fire, the list goes on and on. I just didn't have enough yes, to put it on the note cards. Yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. intimidated. Actually, as you were introducing him and reading his credits, you, you know, you're reading off all these credits and please welcome Mike Larson. And then it's like, and now here's his competitor, Jeff Gage. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done a, absolutely nothing. No. You may recognize him from nothing. <laughs> He's been on a Tonight Show. You've watched the Tonight I Show. I do have watched the Tonight Show. I have a new cable deal <laughs> with HBO. Yeah, they're installing it on Friday. Uh, 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 I'm happy to say that neither one of those premises, uh, you, didn't burn, you didn't burn a joke on that I one. Could, Let me just could, tell you. So hopefully. You just, Okay, so you know how this works, gentlemen. We have uh, two premises here, mm -hmm. and what we do is, uh, what we neglected to do earlier was to flip a coin to see uh, who would pick the premise first, but we'll do that tonight since we have the time to do it. So yeah. I, have a, I have a big old coin right here. Whoa, uh, there's, a, there's a little heads right there. Is that a Greek coin, or what I, is you that? You know what, I think this is actually... Um, a gas cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It might be. <laughs> yeah. This was something that somebody it's like left something behind. Something off of Mr. Somebody T's left behind. Neck. They left it behind in a poker game. They wow, used it as a card marker. That. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, I put it in the uh, lost and found of poker items that have accumulated over the years at my house. Um, there's actually a guy still there from like five oh. years ago <laughs> that nobody's Rock. claimed. But this as well. So uh, let me put this microphone down for just a second, and I will flip a coin, and I'll let you, Mike, uh, decide. Heads or tails okay. to see who will pick which premise. Okay. All right. All right. I will say heads. It is heads. Oh, all right. Well, I it will. It is heads. Then I pick one. I will you take pick one. number two. You will pick number two. Go ahead sure. and take number two. Open it in front of the audience, if you would, please. please. And read uh, your premise. Both have been selected randomly. Jeff, you obviously get number one, so you can start to open right. it while he's opening up his, but wait till Mike's done with his. It's, it's very... It's, it's like very, Christmas. They it is like Christmas. This Premise number two is... It, it's, it is still in the envelope. Oh, there we go. All right. Situations when you're drunk but trying to pull off being sober. Ooh, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, 
Like sure tonight. All, some of you are applauding, going, oh, yeah, been there, done that. Let's see if he picks me. <laughs> Jeff Gage. All right. So my premise is embarrassing visits to the doctor's office or hospital. Mm. Uh, not greeted with as much enthusiasm as being drunk. I hope you people aren't drunk. squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> so, with your premises in hand, ladies and gentlemen, give them a nice round of applause and send them off to the writer's table, All if right. you will. All right, one more time for Jeff Gage and Mike Larson. Off they go. They can fight over the water. They can fight over the donut. They have 20 minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up material, which they will perform for you later on this evening. Then you, the studio audience, get to vote as to who you think the winner should be. But while they're working, we have a very special treat for you. A very special treat indeed. He's one of Columbus's own. He plays clubs and colleges all across the country. He's currently involved in a podcast that is very funny that we'll talk about a little bit more called Comedians on South High. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the very, very funny Mr. Bobby Dodds. What up, what up? Keep it going one more time for Dino, man. Keep it going for Dino. Shadowbox live up front, all that shit. How y'all doing, white folks? Y'all good? Are y'all as nervous as I am? It is scary, I don't give a shit who you are, being the only black person anywhere. I'm nervous as shit, nah. I'm just fucking around, I like white people. I like y'all, I do, individually. I like y'all individually. When y'all start gathering and trading ideas, shit get dicey for the rest of us. I was nervous as shit when I opened, I opened the door, I said, man, is this a comedy show or an auction? Where are the black people at? I ain't about to be. <laughs> I'm wild, man. I'm sorry. I don't know why they invited me to entertain you fine-looking white folks. Y'all about to go home angry as shit. If y'all like this, this is the best to get. This is the best. That's my cleanest joke so far. Nah, man, I'm cool. I'm happy to be here. It's cold as fuck outside. I got the coat in the back, man. I'm freezing the motherfucker. Which is weird, man, here in Ohio. Well, it's not weird here in Ohio. I'm from here. I know how the weather is here. Shit changed on a dime here. Ohio, the only place in the world where it could be 95 degrees and snowing in the same damn day. Shit's fucking crazy. Weathermen be confused. Today's high is a 95 with a wind chill factor of negative 14 to wait. That can't be right. I'm sick of the wind chill factor. Can't we do who's using that shit? Is anybody using is that useful technology to anybody? Who's who the fuck is dodging wind? Yeah. Yeah, walking to somebody in the bus stop going, oh shit, nigga, what the fuck? Like what you doing? Trying to get up to 85 degrees they were talking about earlier. You gotta get out that wind. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for clapping. That was I'm heavy, so that was a lot of. I'm tired now, so. <laughs> it's weird Dino's background. I feel like I'm getting graded. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting graded. No, man, I'm just trying to sit in the background. Just hanging out. I like it, man. I like it. I like the setup. They drink and laugh. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I like, I like, uh, I like white people. I'm cool. I've had a rough year, but I'm ready for this shit to be over. I've gone bald, man. My shit is over. It's gone. I'm 35 years old. Ain't nobody being nice about it either. My wife keeps telling me I look like Carl Winslow from Family Matters. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at that. That's not. He's, yeah, you're right. My wife works with y'all. She be singing the song when I walk by. It's a rare condition in this day and age. Where you going? Where Laura at? Bitch, I'm not. Where's Laura at? <coughs> she ain't shit. She get on my nerve. My body's falling apart, man. I'm going bald. I'm getting I'm putting on a little weight. I don't want to fat shame nobody. 
But it's not. I, I used to be an athlete, man. That's why I'm really upset. When I was in high school, I was an athlete. I had a chisel chest and a six pack and shit. Now all I got is B cups and a keg. This shit is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm doing my best to work out. You know what's really? Here's what's really fucking me up. I don't. I don't lost my hair and I don't put on all this weight. No matter how much working out I do, this shit ain't going nowhere. Like I don't know. Would y'all stop laughing at the sad parts? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this fucking meat shag I got growing on the back of my face. Motherfucker be collecting moisture and shit. It's embarrassing. <coughs> they, they ain't got no machines to play in the fitness. I checked. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, man, y'all got one of these machines right here? Y'all got one of them, them neck machines? Do something about that lump on the back of my face if you can. My body's falling apart, sir. I'm getting old. I'm 35, man. I turned 35 today, believe it or not. Today is my birthday. And I'm not, listen, I'm not old. Like, I'm not old, but I'm not as cool as I used to be. When I was young, I was a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, be, you gotta do too much shit to be cool nowadays. Like, dudes are wearing skinny jeans now. I can't get with that shit, man. Like, I'm from the, I'm from the 90s. We had a loose jeans and shit, but now the jeans be super tight. Shit be fucking nut-hugging, yeast infection, skin, skinny jeans. Oh, man. And everybody can't wear skinny jeans, man. I'm sorry. Everybody can't. You can't be a thug in a pair of skinny jeans. I, I can't respect you as a thug in a pair of skinny jeans. I was at the club like a year ago, and I'm in the club hanging out, and I guess I pissed somebody off across the room. He was a thug in skinny jeans. He was like, man, keep talking. I'm going to knock your ass out, man. Motherfucker, keep talking. I'm a <laughs> I said, let me leave for he fall. I don't want that on my conscience. I'm getting... I'm not old, but I'm getting old. I'm not as cool as I used to be. You know, I don't, I don't deal with the kids and they slang and shit. I don't like the slang. Like, I was having a conversation with my little cousin. He said something, and after what he said, he gonna say no homo to me. I said, what the fuck is no homo? That's stupid. Apparently, that's when somebody say something that's gay, and then they say no homo to negate, negate the homosexuality and something they just said, right? I'll give you an example. We was all over Jeff's house last night. Jeff passed out, so we all put our balls in his mouth. No homo, though. That's gay. I don't like that. <laughs> Is that not the dumbest shit in the world? Kids and their fucking slang. And gay people are offended, and I'd be offended, too. That shit's offensive. If one of my white friends walked up to me and said, yeah, man, I know I live in mama's basement, but I'm going to put the down payment on that Range Rover, no Negro. I will be pissed the fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> dumbass kids and their dumbass shit. <laughs> I got, I'm old, man. My body's falling apart. I know why it's falling apart, too, man. I live a very stressful lifestyle. I do. I got children. I don't know if you can tell by my dad uniform, but I'm on the clock right now. <laughs> Walmart sent me 80 of these bitches when they found out. <laughs> no more Nikes for you. Here you go. You know. Man, having kids. Everything about having kids is hard. The simple shit about having kids is hard. Like, I don't even watch, like watching kids' cartoons, man. The shit is too damn stressful. Like, they're too interactive. Remember our cartoons when we was kids? The cat would chase the mouse. That's the end of the cartoon. That was it. The coyote would chase the road runner. The weirdest it got is when that skunk would try to rape that cat. That shit was weird and unacceptable, Warner Brothers. Your ass ain't gonna be a Space Jam 2, Pepe. This is the Me Too movement. Ain't no room for that shit. 2019, motherfucker. <coughs> but no, man, cartoons are too crazy, too interactive. My kids be watching, well, they used to watch that Dora the Explorer shit, where Dora will count with your kids through the TV. It's the weirdest shit in the world. She'll be like, can you count the triangles? It'd be three triangles. She'll stare at your kids for a half hour <laughs> waiting for the answer. Can you count the triangles? 
I be watching it with him like, what is this bitch looking at? Is somebody behind us? It's a dumbass cartoon. It's a weird cartoon, and I don't like the lessons it be teaching my kids. I don't. On the show, uh, there's a fox. He's the bad guy. His name is Swiper. Uh, Swiper, no swiping. It may sound familiar to some of y'all. Swiper's job is just to steal shit from the children. But Swiper is the worst criminal in the history of crime. Every time he come around, he hiding behind something. He ain't got no business hiding behind. You see his whole body. He just be like, <laughs> big ass tail be all over here and shit. Who the fuck is you hiding from? I see your ass behind that stop sign. Stupid motherfucker. It's a dumbass show. I don't like the I don't like the lessons that it teaches my kids. On the show, Dora has a friend. He's a monkey that wears boots. Coincidentally, they also call him Boots. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Swiper hit the scene, Boots will tell Dora, but Dora don't even believe her fucking friend. It drives me crazy. Like Boots will be like, oh no, Dora, look, it's Swiper. But then Dora will look at my kids like, do you see Swiper? Why the fuck she asking the kids after Boots just told her, man? That shit is disrespectful as hell to Boots, you know what I mean? Just one time I want Boots to go, bitch, didn't I just say I see Swiper? <laughs> Hold on, Jerry, how come every time I say that shit, you don't believe me when I say it? Have you said that shit, you want to tell you no, bitch, fuck you, and just walk out the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> come back periodically just to talk shit. And my name is Tony, man, fuck these goddamn Boots. You guys are okay, man. I, I judge you white folks, but you guys are all right. <laughs> thought I was going to have to tell some church jokes. You guys got right on in line. All right. All right, man. I'm going to leave on a public service announcement. A couple of them. I got a couple of them. Uh, well, one. I just do one. I do one. I think that we all have to come together and fight racism together. Let me tell you something. I'm a big black man. It's scary out there, okay? And I'm not saying you got to be Martin Luther King and shit or Malcolm X with the shit. Fight in a small way. I fight this racism in a small way, in my own small way, every single day. I'll give you an example. I was on the bus not too long ago, right? Uh, they suspended my license. It's a long story. But I was on the bus. <laughs> and this white guy gets on the bus, right? And he asks a different black dude who was already on the bus a simple, non-racist question. Hey, man, do you know where the basketball court is at? <laughs> right, right. What the black dude do? Oh, you ask the first brother you see on the bus with a basketball court at? He started going off on the white dude, calling him racist and shit. I didn't think that was a racist question. So your boy, standing up for racism, against racism, I step between them. I say, everybody calm down, all right? I'm talking to my brother. I say, brother, calm down. Everybody settle down, all right? That's not a racist question. You the bus driver, dude. You supposed to know <laughs> what a fucking basketball court is that, nigga. I was so embarrassed to be associated with the dude. I just got the fuck off the bus, man. I did. And I robbed the first white woman I could find. I robbed that bitch, bro. Hey, man, I'm Bobby Dodge. You guys have been great. Thank you. Thank Bobby you. Dodge, everybody. Have a seat, brother. Right there. Bobby Dodds, one more time for Bobby. First of all, first of all, thank you so much for doing this tonight. Thank you for having me, man. Great set. Thank you. By the way, only great. He's great. He's great. Secondly, sorry for an old white guy being behind you the whole time. <laughs> But uh, maybe we'll fix that down the line. Oh, no, that was fine. You know, once I got paid, you wasn't even there after I mentioned it. I turned around, you wasn't even there in my head. You cool. You forgot all about me? I love this setup, man. I was just bullshitting. I love this setup. This is a dope-ass setup, man. Well, do you like Jack Daniels? Cheers, brother. I just picked it up. I poured it for you, man. I poured it for you. I am an alcoholic. I appreciate that. I love watching you work. You're one of those comedic personalities that is just... In, infectious, man, when you get on stage. Your, your, your personality, your charm, uh, just uh, c 
compliments everything that you do on stage. So it's just amazing to watch Thank you to watch you do your thing. Thank you, man. I and, appreciate and, that. and you're doing your thing now. We're this is a podcast, and you're doing your thing on a podcast yeah, right yeah. now. Comedians on South High. Jot it down, people. Comedians on South High. You got four episodes now? Five? Uh, I think up to five up out to right five now. five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with you. It's with uh, Jason Banks, who has been on the show. Hilarious comedian. Hilarious Columbus comedian. Kenny Mock, Hilarious also on Columbus the show. Comedian. And then there's 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 one stray white man. Jared, Jared Belinsky. J- J- Jared Belinsky. Gotta keep it. Jared Belinsky. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we mean. Jared Belinsky. Jared Belinsky. Yeah, yeah, now how does he fit into the mix? He he He's just a, he's just a cool-ass dude that Jason know, for real. He a cool ass dude to Jason O, and he helps kind of keep me, Jason Kenny, because we'll we'll get off and you've heard the podcast. I've heard the podcast. We get the off and start talking about crazy shit, and he just kind of helped reel us back. Like, yeah, we're still on the clock, fellas. You know, we can't be talking about crazy shit. Hey man, you going to the mall later on? Well, shit, I'm trying. You know what I'm <laughs> can't be talking about that shit. They don't want to hear that shit. So he just kind of keep us in line, and he also real knowledgeable about the shit we talk about. So uh, he's a cool guy. He's a yeah. Cool dude. yeah, and he's a friend. He's obviously. a friend. Yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, I I just actually got to know him through Jason. Jason mm-hmm. introduced us. Like me, Jason, and Kenny been friends for years. Um, and then uh, and it shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you guys that. are getting it. I listened to the first one, I listened to the second one, the third one, and there's a, definitely a flow and a rhythm and a feel. Uh, it's, it's, it's pure. I appreciate it. It's that, pure, man. man. It's really I good. So that. you guys should do yourselves a favor. Comedians on South High, jot it down, get a listen, available on iTunes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that so. means a lot coming from you, man. No, you've man. Been, no, and I'm going to be on it. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate I'm, you. I'm coming on it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm coming yeah, on yeah. it as a guest. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's so, going to be fun, uh, too. There'll be two white guys on yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> balance uh, them shit out. <laughs> I mean, it still ain't going to balance anything out. But uh, yeah, I'm listening to you, and, and, and I got to laugh because, uh, you know, you Happy birthday, by the thank way. You, Happy birthday you. one more time to Bobby Dodd. Thank you. Thank you. Stop it. 35. Stop it. 35, man. I'm Do you understand? Old. What do you say? Oh, oh man. 35, man. My body's falling 35. apart. 35. Let me ask you. My body's falling <laughs> apart. Do you understand that, 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 and this is just my own personal reflections, uh-huh. and maybe it only applies to me, but the 30s was the greatest decade of my life. Life. Really? Yes. Yeah. The 30s, man, because you know, you, you you think when you turn 21 years of age that you're an adult, you got it all figured out, but you really, you don't. really don't. Then, yeah. but when you get into your 30s, all of a sudden you have just enough information yeah. and just enough youth and just enough power to go yeah. right. Anybody who's in their 30s, by applause. Let me hear anybody applause. Yeah. Ride that train as long as you can. And when the stop for 40 is there, don't get off. Keep going. Keep that's going. Why, yeah, you're right. Keep and going. that's what I'm trying to. I think, I think my problem more so is I'm out of shape. I got to get in shape, man. No, man. You know no, what I'm no, I got to no, get in shape. Because I, I was tired walking from the bathroom to the stage. You should have seen me. I had to take a quick breath real quick. I think that's my problem. I'm just out of shape. And also, too, I'm raising these kids, man. They are relentless. Uh, how old are the kids? I got, I, got a, I got two of them at home. Between the two, they five and seven in that range somewhere. Uh-huh. And then I got, a, <laughs> I got a 16-year-old that lives in Toledo. She cool. All she want is money. And you ain't got to really think about her. Drop her a couple hundred, you know what I'm saying, for her <laughs> birthday or her Christmas. But, you know, like, you got the holidays coming up. And now I got I to gotta, I gotta guess what they want because, you know, they can't read at that age real well so they don't know what they want and i gotta figure it out this is a whole bunch of work and that's why i think my body is falling apart it's just too much work at 35 at 35 but you gotta understand i've been working since i was like 10. you know i understand yeah yeah yeah. i've been i've been so you come come from a strong family ethic where where you worked and oh no my mom was a crackhead i had to work Swear to God, bro. Oh, well, you I'm got cra- me. Listen, I'm crazy. Your mom I, was a crackhead. For no, you? she was. She was. My mama had her problems, but she. I talk about it in my stand up. Y'all should check it out. 
Um, I talk about it in my stand-up. She cool as fuck now. She off the shit. But yeah, when I was a kid, man, <laughs> I swear to God, when I was a I'm kid. I'm sorry. There's not, a, there's not a lot of people I talk to where they say, oh, yeah, my mom, she's off the shit oh, now. Oh, I had to work, bro. She's yeah. off the shit now, the so thing, man, everything's I'm, cool. I'm, just, I'm crazy like that. I just speak when shit pop in my head. That's all right. But she cool people now. But yeah, back in the back, I had to, yeah, I had to step up and kind of work. You know what I'm saying? And not work like hard manual labor. They had programs through the school. They pay you a little change. But you're saying that at 10 years of age and from that point on, uh, there was a there was a, a, a thought instilled in you that you had to step up and do something. Oh, you, yeah. could, you couldn't have a carefree 10-year-old existence. Oh, no. I mean, I was out there uh, not doing stupid stuff, but just, you know, had to look out for things. A young person like that shouldn't have to look for, like, you know, your siblings and shit like that. But it made me who I am today. I'm funny as fuck, and everybody loved me. So it there was worth go. it. No argument. It's worth it. How y'all doing over there? Y'all writing good? Oh, they're writing their asses I off. Was, I was, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to interrupt them while I was on stage, but I didn't think that was fair, so I didn't do it. <laughs> well, said, Jeff, Jeff's down? been through this before, but Mike is, uh, I'm sure Mike is channeling some sort of some sort of writer's room deadline feeling that he's had to deal with in the past when he's worked on shows. So we'll yeah. be curious to see what they do. Yeah, but man, back to you. Yeah, yeah. Back to you. Yeah. You, you, you. Me, me, Speaking me. of work, what'd you do before you started doing stand-up? Oh, man, I've been doing a... I've uh, cost in a work forever. I did that. I delivered what, pieces. What's that kind of work? Call center work where you sit on the phone and talk oh, to call people. Center. Call center. Oh, call center. It's the worst job. Yeah. Anybody here ever buy a round of applause oh. done call center work? Oh, you sound depressed. You hear that? Say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the hardest, and it's, and it's, it's worse now than it's ever been. As yeah, far as man, it is. It's hard because everybody's and everybody think they're an expert and they don't know shit when they call. When you say you work at a call center, is this people calling into you to discuss a problem, or is it you having to call out and sell something? I've done both. I've done collections where you got to call out and cuss people out, and then I've done customer service where they call in and you got to keep yourself from cussing them out. <laughs> that's what that's what doing customer services over the phone. Cause people piss you all the way off. So, but no, I've I've done I've done plenty of shit, man. Um, I've uh, done that. I've uh, delivered pieces, like I said. I've worked in factories. I used to work in a window factory up in Toledo um, when I lived there. I'm born and raised in Toledo. So, um, yeah, I've done. All right, Glass City in the house. Hell yeah, I know that's right. Oh, Patsy B, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, man, I've I've done I've done a lot of shit. I'm still I still I still have jobs though. I was just trying to get into this little transcribing shit because I type a billion words a minute. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to get in that transcribing shit. I'm always looking for money, man. They, this, this jury is stolen. I don't want y'all to get the wrong idea. <laughs> I am poor. You hear what I'm saying? I'm looking for money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you still, you still, just oh, yeah, man. doing whatever you got to do. Whatever I got to do, man. And then, and and the overall goal obviously is yeah, just chop down where you chop down. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Anything that anything it take to take care of this family, I done put together. Anything it take, bro. Well, I mean, I admire your strong ethic, and mm -hmm. uh, especially especially with the with the kids. You said yeah. uh, how old? Five and seven. I got a I got a. Two. In all seriously, I got a five year old, a seven year old, and I got a sixteen. The sixteen year old, year old right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but the five and seven, those are I mean, those are the ones that are at home. Those, those are the ones, ones that are at work. Those those are the ones that are approaching kind of the same age that you were up at ten years of age. That maybe you have to th kind of think about, and you're making a better life for them. Yeah, than man. What you have for yourself, yeah, right? Man. And isn't that the, isn't that what life is all That's about? That's what it's all about. You That's try to you try about. to improve upon what you grew up with yeah and, and and make it better for your child absolutely i mean that's 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 the way i thought about it because mm -hmm. i was a i was a young dad mm -hmm. at, at uh at 21 years of age in fact okay. my daughter is in the audience tonight from new york city my daughter hey Danielle. dino yeah yeah now i'm old my 
I have a. She won't like me saying how old she is, but I have a 37-year-old daughter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a 30, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, right? yeah. You are. I, you out of the. You out of the box though. You out of. She living. She living. <laughs> yeah. So no. you living too now? <laughs> no, man. I'm gonna tell you what. You're never completely out of the box. I feel that. I you feel know, that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, uh, you said you mentioned your daughter, uh, especially with dads, uh, especially yeah. with dads, man. And you always. Girls, yeah. You always. I don't know if it's different with having sons, but you always. You know, I, your baby girl. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I don't yeah. care what it is. You know, I, my baby girl knows that she can call me mm-hmm. at any given time, at any given moment, whatever the situation might be, yeah. be it financial or. Uh, re- I'll be honest with you. Over the course of her of her dating life, there were some motherfuckers I wanted to kill. Let me tell you something. I got me a, I got me a shotgun the day I found out my woman was pregnant. I said I'm going to get it. I carry that motherfucker around just like this. Say something. <laughs> I'm there sorry. Been, <laughs> I get a little. I get a little. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. She. I. 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 I'm not gonna. Uh, hopefully upset her when I say this, but one, one particular boyfriend that she had, he was. They were visiting the house. Lil Dino, and, is this okay? Uh, he just telling all your business, Lil Dino. <laughs> this cool, Lil Dino. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually uh, uh, digging something out. One of the few times I actually had a shovel in my hand as a homeowner, because all it was, <laughs> all it was, was actually digging a hole. That I can do. Okay. And, and uh, he came out nervously, jokingly, and said, "You uh, uh, go, huh, you digging a hole? Is that for me? Ha ha ha!" And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't blink an eye or take. I go, I go, no, yours will be deeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's some dad shit for your ass right there. No, miss or, or, a beat. or is that for me, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is for you. Keep fucking up no. with my daughter, motherfucker. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to give him the joy of knowing yeah. that. I wanted him to to wait because you don't know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's important. It's important. You try yeah. to make life better for your children, and, and you move forward and so forth. And your health. I mean. I just, you know what? I'm just self-deprecating. I like talking. I like making people laugh, even if it's my own experience. Do you want to be? Do you I run. Let me tell you something. I run How a 3840. I can run a 3840 right now. Y'all know what a 3840 is? 40 yards in three seconds. NFL players can't even do that shit. I'm obviously lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that. That means the time's up. Almost ready for our people to come up on stage. But the, I, I just wanted to ask you one more question before yes, we uh, we wrap things up. Are you married now as we yes, speak? Sir. Yes, sir. You're married now as we speak. Yes, and, sir. And, uh, and how does your significant other, uh, does she love you doing stand-up? Or, or is she loved me doing stand-up. You know, I was just at the Funny Bone this past weekend with Ali Sadiq. And she seldom comes to my shows because I've been doing, he's funny, right? Ali Sadiq is the motherfucking man. But uh, uh, she seldom comes to my shows. I've been doing comedy Coming up on ten years, so she know all my, you know what I'm saying. And unless she, unless we can find some place for the kids to go, you know what I'm saying. She don't really want to come to the show, but she came to, through to the show, and she actually loves it, man. A lot of my shit is about her being too good for me, so she kind of like going and watching me, kind of, kind of keep it real with strangers, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then she like, he's right, that's yeah, right. Sign yeah, off, check, exactly. Check. And matter of fact, that's what she do. She just comes to make sure I'm telling everybody, like, okay, he got that out mm-hmm. the way. He, okay, he said I'm yeah, college yeah. educated. He got that out the way. Yeah, but no, she loves it, man. She like telling her little friends at work. That I'm a stand-up comedy. They think I'm a big deal. Like, oh shit, he be out in Hollywood doing that shit. And I'm like, yeah, I be out in Hollywood. I know Dave Chappelle. He called me all the time, man. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I was at Eddie Murphy house last week eating dinner, man. Me and him <laughs> hanging out. So I ride with that shit. But she loves it, Dino. She loves it, man. You know, I, I don't mean to be blown. I'm not I'm trying to blow any insincere smoke, but I swear to God, if you keep doing the kind of stuff that you did tonight here with this crowd here, then this small little bistro, and take that up, take that. 
shit up another level, you will be having dinner Thank with you, Eddie Murphy and that's Dave Chappelle. Bobby Dodds, everybody. Thank Bobby y'all. Dodds. I appreciate you. Stay that. right there. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there, man. We're going to hang out and watch these guys work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Dodds. All right. We have come to that point in our program, ladies and gentlemen, where our competing comedians have now had their 20-some minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up based on their premises. So we please welcome back to the chairs, to the black chairs, Jeff Gage and Mike Larson, everybody. Come on, boys. Back they come. So. Yeah, let's move that mic back to the center stage, if you don't mind, because that's where you guys are going to be. Have a seat. Everybody, Jeff, grab a microphone over there, if you will, please. So, we're going to flip again to see who goes first, and Jeff, you'll get the coin toss this time to see who goes uh, heads or tails. But before we do that, uh, let me just ask a couple of quick questions in respects to the premise. Did you find it difficult, Mike, or relatively easy to uh, write your presentation for this evening? Well, difficult, of course, because if I say easy, that would, like, suck. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then you bomb. People are like, hey, maybe you should have tried harder. <laughs> no, the, har- the hardest part was just that it was so loud. So loud. You so know, you tend, to, you tend not to write two feet from a guy doing his set. Right, 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 right. Unless I'm stealing jokes. But when you were in a writer's room, there was there had to be a lot of uh, noise and conversation yes, and, but, and distractions. Yes, but in the same direction. We in the were same all direction. pitching on a joke, you know. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right. And Jeff, what about you this time around? Was yeah, it easier or harder the second time? Um, it was harder, and uh, for the same thing, I think, uh, you know, having the noise there, I think my set's going to sound a lot like Bobby's. <laughs> <laughs> A whole bunch of screaming and incoherent babbling. (laughs) Okay. Are you guys ready to hear what they came up with? All right. Jeff, you get the coin toss this time. Heads or tails to see who goes first or second. Let's go heads again. It is tails. All right. You lose. I lose. So, Mr. Larson, you get to decide if you want to go first or second. Um, I'll go first. You'll go first. Ladies and gentlemen, after 20 minutes with the premise of... trying to pull off being sober. So I'm going to apologize because I'm drunk. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm sober. Get it? I'm trying. trying. God, I'm already killing. I should just leave here. So I'm a Catholic guy. Do we have other Catholic people? Yeah, the drunks usually. Good. Good. Have you ever been drunk in church? Yes, I know you have. Oh, my God. When they instituted that 4.30 Saturday afternoon mass, oh my God, how can you not be drunk after watching college football? Uh, and I, I, you know, you try, you try to behave, and then uh, I think I blew it when I started clapping along to a song. And uh, they said, are you drunk or Baptist? <laughs> Follow that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, uh, some people, uh, you know, inherit things from their dad like money or castles or Trump Tower. I, I, I inherited from my father the illusion that I have a tolerance for liquor. Uh, 
Yeah, my dad was a lone drinker. You know, he drank by himself, and that's kind of what I've taken. You know, there's the bar. Who, who likes to get drunk in a bar? Those people? Couple of you, you, or a, or a club maybe? I'm, I'm, I'm a garage drinker ever since I got married. Uh, used to do it in the house, but now I've got to pretend I have something really important to do in the garage. I've actually, so, but my wife always can tell. God, my, my wildest, kinkiest fantasy with my wife is that one day she asks, are you drinking? And I haven't been. Oh my God, and I can go, yes! Yes! For once! I don't have to pretend. <laughs> she knows right away. She goes, are you drinking? And my first answer is usually, no! <clears throat> no. <clears throat> no. You know, I'm going to do the, the, the volume modulation. She gets mad, you know, she's like, or, or she asks, and I've got, I try to find it, act indignant, you know, like, I, how dare you say I'm drinking? I have a good mind to get up from where I just fell down the stairs and tell you something. <laughs> what kind of a marriage is this? I think, the, I think the, the, the true sign of white privilege is that when a white man is drinking and driving and he gets pulled over by a cop, we think we might be able to convince them we're not drunk instead of like where it would be the least painful place to get shot, you know? <laughs> If Bobby wasn't here, you guys would be pissing yourself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, no. I, give you, I give you points for bravery. <laughs> See, that joke was on his side. It was, and anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, what else do I got here? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I have a friend of mine. Actually, this is a true story. I have a friend who told me a story. He's like uh, 65 or whatever and newly single. He just got divorced. And he said for the first time in his life, he had to pretend that he was drunk because he picked up a woman but hadn't taken a Viagra before he left the house. <laughs> and he said he had to make up a story of, oh, man, I am shit-faced. That's the only reason that's happening, which I thought, I didn't know I would ever need to use that. But now I have something to look forward to. Is that true? Do you know? Is that how it works? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I have something to look. Yeah, something. I'll give you a whole list. Something, <laughs> something to aspire to. Um, but uh, yeah, so being Catholic, drinking is kind of the family tradition. You know, it it really wasn't uh, wasn't Christmas until Dad wrestled the Christmas tree to the ground. You know, it was always putting up the lights, and then would fall over. And then you know, my mom would whisper, "Are you drunk?" And the kid, we're all like, yeah, mom, did you just meet him? <laughs> That's dad. Yeah. But I like to live by my father's uh, credo. My father said, be your best friend. Then you're never without a drinking buddy. <laughs> Good night. Mike Larson, everybody. Bravo. Well done, sir. Three to five minutes. Situations when you're drunk, we're trying to pull off being sober. Well done, sir. Thank you. Well done indeed. I got I got more questions for you, but we're gonna do them right. after Jeff gets done with his three to five minutes. So are you ready for Jeff Gage, everybody? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Gage with his premise. Explain it again to the people and go, my friend. All right. So uh, the 
premise I got was uh, your number one embarrassing, uh, or number one, it wasn't number one embarrassing visits to the doctor's office or hospital. It's just embarrassing visits to the doctor's or hospital, which I would say would be any visit to the doctor <laughs> or a hospital is embarrassing, is it not? Because basically when you go to the doctor or the hospital, you're admitting that something is seriously fucked up, right? Something is wrong with you and you're flawed in some way. Um, so, um, but honestly, when I was younger, the, the most embarrassing thing was like for a young kid, like going through puberty is the getting the physical. Uh, any of you guys ever had that where you gotta go and uh, they check for a hernia by cupping your balls and making you cough. Now, if you're still a virgin and some dude is grabbing your balls, uh, that's pretty embarrassing. I don't know. But did I mention we only had 20 minutes to write these and none of this shit's ever been tried in front of an audience. I got some more homophobic stuff in here too. Uh, like the time, this is a true story. One time, this is an embarrassing thing that actually happened to me. I got a concussion while running on the ice with my pants around my ankles. Um, it was part of a promotional thing for a hockey thing. They used to have a group called the Columbus Chill and we did promotional stuff and we called these things penguin races where six sections of the, some of you may have seen me get concussed. Some of you might have actually witnessed this because there were thousands of people there watching me run with my underwear, uh, with my pants around my ankles, and I got a concussion. I go to the hospital, and the nurse goes, uh, do, you, do you have an HMO? And I said, no, I'm straight. <laughs> I, I told you there was more homophobic stuff here. Um, but I, did, I knew nothing about insurance, and I still don't, because they make it so fucking confusing. Who can figure that stuff out, right? Uh, have you looked at a bill from your doctor? and they try to, there's no joke here, it's seriously fucked up and we need to do something about it. Um, geez, uh, the other most uh, em embarrassing thing, uh, this is another true story, uh, wasn't, it was me going to the hospital, but it was me taking my wife to the hospital. She was up one night, it's like one o'clock in the morning and for some reason she decided to cut an avocado and I went to bed, I, I'm going to bed, and she goes, oh shit, and I hear this from, as I'm going up the stair, like what, what happened? She goes, oh, do you think this is gonna need stitches? I'm like, oh fuck, get in the car. So it, she laid her hand open, she was trying to cut the avocado, I don't know how, but between her fingers and cut between her fingers. So we go and we run out to the car, and there's this, putrid smell. As soon as we hit the driveway, I'm like, Jesus, has there been a chemical fire? What? It's like somebody's shit on a tire fire or something. It's just, it, it was like this burning chemical that just engulfed us as we got in the car. And, it's, and I'm like, geez, roll the windows down. We get, and so we drive to the emergency room. We get to St. Anne's Hospital in Westerville. We get, go in there and uh, there's people there, gunshot wounds and heart attack people. We walk in and they go, oh, what is that smell? They get, so, apparently we hit, ran over a skunk in our driveway. And so we walk in, smelling of skunk, 
We go right to the front of the line. <laughs> so they take us right in, and all the other people are like, wait, I've been here for a fucking hour. What, what, they stink, so they get to go first? So they take us back, and they pull the little curtain thing around. And so we're sitting back in the emergency, you know, in the, and so obviously there's nothing but a, like a shower curtain separating us from the other patients. And you can just hear people walking down the hallway going, Jesus Christ, what is that smell? <laughs> and we're just sitting back there cowering, trying not to make any noise. But you can smell it. It's just permeating throughout the entire first floor of this hospital. So I go over and start hitting. There's like a hand sanitizer thing and on the side. And I start washing up while my wife's sitting there holding a gauze on her hand. And I'm scrubbing myself in the sink. And my wife goes, stop. And I go, what? And she goes, look. And it says, for surgical equipment, do not put on skin. And I just smeared it off. <laughs> so now she's there with the stitches needed in her hand, and I'm all covered with fucking chemical burns from getting this some kind of industrial antiseptic on my hands. So that was the most embarrassing thing. And here's a thing that a lot of guys uh, think is embarrassing, and, and it is. Uh, when you... When you turn 50, if there's anybody anybody here over 50, Dino, I know you've gone yes, through this. Yes, I have. The colonoscopy, right? Yep. So you are going to uh, have a camera shoved up your butt, and uh, they're going to. And that's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is the prep, because they give you this stuff called prep, and it comes in a box, and you got to drink so many glasses of it, and boy, it goes right through you, like uh, and. Uh, the embarrassing part is that you are going to be on the toilet, or you better stay near a toilet, because if you don't, trust me, if you want to avoid embarrassment, do not leave the house when you're doing a colonoscopy prep. And that's just a word to the wise. Nothing funny there. That's my public service announcement. Um, so that could have been fashioned into a joke had I had more time. Uh, the other thing that I think a lot of men, and I can only speak because I haven't had a baby or a lot of things like that, uh, things, women problems. I haven't had a hysterectomy or anything like that. Not going through the change. But uh, is uh, the vasectomy. So uh, guys, don't be afraid of it. If you, if you uh, decide with your partner that it's time to have a vasectomy, you don't want to have children anymore, um, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be going into it. Um, just do it on a Friday during football season because, uh, you, you, trust me, your wife is going to appreciate the fact that you did it and you get to sit home with an ice pack on your balls watching football all weekend. So it's a win-win. It's a She'll bring you food and beer and all kinds of shit and you, all you got to do is act like it hurts. All right, so that's my time. Jeff Gage, everybody. You guys have been great. Embarrassing situations at the doctor or the hospital. Thank you, Chip. Moving the mic out the way. All right, before we talk to the boys here, first of all, nice round of applause for both Mike Larson and Jeff Gage. It's not easy being at that table. So Bobby, being a guy who all only had to come up on stage, put Bobby's mic back on, please. Everybody back on. Hello. Check. Are you there? You on? No. All right. Here, take mine. Mike check. Mike there you check. go. There take, you go. Take, take mine. Mike check. Mike check. No. Mike check. 
Will Mike check? Please come to the stage, please. Will Mike check? Please come to the it's stage. It's not please. working. <laughs> Here, take that one. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank Mike check. Mike check. There, there, there we goes. go. Mike, Mike, Mike check. check. Thank you, Mike check. Mike check. You're good. Mike All right. Check. All right. All right. I'm gonna name my next child Mike check. Mike check. <laughs> <laughs> my next child. That's funny. Uh, so uh, my question was, before we went through all that, was uh, all you had to do tonight, not that it was easy to come up mm -hmm. here and do 10 minutes of stand-up and sit down and talk to me. How do you think the gentleman did this evening based on the fact that they got a premise they've never seen in their entire life and had to write and then perform? So how do you think it went? Oh, they did great, man. I think I think taking all that in consideration, it was incredible. I mean, first of all, you just got the premise. Second of all, you're right there. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. You know what I'm saying? How could you really write anything? And you guys both... They're really, really good, and it was funny. So now, I, would you like to be on one, no, in one of those no, chairs? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I tell you what, you would have to. This, this couldn't. That couldn't be the reward. Had to be like a, had to be like a, a half ounce of OG Kush. And now come and do it. <laughs> if you don't know what a half ounce of OG cushion is, I do, stay, stay but in church. Stay I don't know how many of the others stay do, but okay. All right. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to have a good time on your podcast. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, I am are. indeed. All right, let's start with Mike this evening. Mike, uh, your, your premise was, uh, uh, do you have, a, you mentioned being Catholic uh -huh. and uh, your dad wrestling with the Christmas tree and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, are there really drinkers in your family? And, and oh, are, yeah. And do you think that you... Um, the only people in my family that don't drink are the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are capital C Catholic. Yeah. And do you yeah. think you're carrying your weight in that tradition? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You look yeah. drunk to me. You look drunk to me, so yeah. absolutely. In a good way, though. Not oh, right, a, right. Not, right. A, I, not I, in a room of family. You, you, you were talking about drinking in the garage. You're having to go to the garage. And I feel bad for you because I think that a man of your age and stature should at this point in his life have a local, a bar that he could go to. I've never really liked bars. I really haven't. Don't you want to go to some bar where you know the person behind the bar and they know you and they can actually, hey, Mike, how was your day? Wait and a you minute. can actually say. I'm going to write this song. <laughs> where everybody knows your name. <laughs> You've got a hit there. And they're always drunk. Nah, that'll never no, sell. No, I've never, uh, I, I've, I, I mean, I occasionally will go like with fr friends to a bar, but uh, I'm, I mean, I, 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 I say I don't, it's not like I drink every night, but like I, I actually think I enjoy myself just like sitting down and watching a football game. Uh -huh. I mean, I'll sometimes have someone over to watch the game. Work, but, work. you know. Yeah. But. But. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there was a time when uh, when I started thinking, I was like, you know, I've been pretty good. I've never uh, I've never drunk so much that I missed work or or you know got a DUI right. or Neither. or killed somebody. And then oh, I well, thought, all right. And then I thought, two out of three ain't yeah, bad. It's, it's kind of like a, like my bucket list. I will drink until I kill somebody, and then no more. How about yeah. that? How good of an alcoholic are you if you've never been arrested or killed somebody? I how, know, how, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of borderline. That is not the measure of a an white alcoholic. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in front of decent folk. I apologize. <laughs> I have gotten. That's not the truth. Yeah, measure. no. I, so, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I would like to hang out with you I more. know. I know. You keep asking. It's getting embarrassing. I know it is. For me, not for you. <laughs> for me, I feel like that needy guy. Like, hey, man, come over and have a cocktail Want to be my porch. friend? Because I remember when you first moved into right. town, you sent me an email at work when yep. I was working at the radio station. Right. And, uh, you know, I said, yeah, great. And then we had nothing happen. We didn't, right. we didn't, we didn't connect. And then through comedy, uh -huh. we started to connect a little bit. You've done uh, my podcast. You've done this show twice uh -huh. now in different capacities. We see each other at regular. We're going to see each other again in November for the great debate. Right. You're doing right. that for charity coming up in November. You know. No, we should. No, definitely would like to hang out. I know, yeah. I know, where do you live? You live on a on a farm like area out in what Marysville? Not near there, there. Union County, like Jerome right. Village. So I understand it's a bit of a haul. Yeah, it's not bad, but yeah, I, I, it's getting very hard. at this point. I gotta say, yes, yes, I want to fuck you, Dino. Okay. <laughs> That's I don't know what I was that so hard. <laughs> all right, all right, so God. Really? Was that, was that so difficult to say? No. That's all. That's no. all. You know, because I, you know, I, 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 we start on the porch and then it gets late. It's too late for you to drive. Right. I, we put on jammies. We watch TV. Nice. We make yeah. some popcorn. It's nice. Oh, it sounds nice. Jeff Gage, everybody. Good, Jeff Gage did a great job tonight Oops. as well. Good uh, And, okay, so I, my, one of my questions that I wrote down while you were talking was, I was curious, how old are you now? 57. 57 years yeah. of age. Yeah. And you mentioned something, and, and then I want to bring Bobby in on this one as well. We are all, three of us, obviously, have been in the colonoscopy club, yes. so to speak. Yeah. I've yeah, had it's one. It's unavoidable. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Well, a certain age. It's, no, it's yeah. not unavoidable. Well, yeah. A lot of people do avoid them. Avoid them for a lot of reasons. They, wow. they, are, they are afraid. I'm going to tell you what, uh, just a, on, a, on a serious note for just one second, when it gets time to do that, do it. It's the easiest cancer to cure if detected early. So that is my public service message. Get a colonoscopy. Right. Don't be scared of that. Bobby Dodd, you're clapping your hands like you're there, like you're only 35. So you ain't got to worry about it right now. But when you come 50 years of age, are you going to let a doctor put a telescope up your butt? Well, I mean, it's not like I don't have a choice. It's not like I don't have a choice. I might have to. <laughs> um, I'll do, I, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just bypass it. No, no, you're not going to bypass I'm it. I'm not going to bypass it. I got to do you, it. No, if you bypass it, well, you know, you might have a bypass before it's all said. Yeah. <laughs> but I, guess, I guess I will. Yeah. I mean, I ain't, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> if it's medical, I'm cool. I'm cool. I, I do that shit. Yeah. I Can I tell you, me. my wife gives me so much shit for the way I eat. Mm -hmm. That when I went to get a colonoscopy, she was praying for cancer. <laughs> she, oh my God, she wanted to be right. She wanted to be right. I told your ass. And to when put I that came home and I and or I got the results and said, "Look, I'm I'm fine." She was like, "Bullshit! <laughs> you eat salami every day." <laughs> she was so angry. Not one polyp. No, no nothing. No. I'm fine. Not one polyp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and Jeff, you mentioned the actual. Um, Solution. Uh, yeah, you, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, mine. Actually, had a name. Oh, did my, it? Yeah, mine. Mine was actually on the label. It's it was, uh, and I found it ironic because it was called Go Lightly. <laughs> yeah, that's not Which what you're gonna really, do. No, it's more yeah. like really. <laughs> you will. It, it's like a garden hose shooting out of your ass. Yeah, it's. Uh, you, I'm, I'm looking into my future and I'm terrified. Well, you yeah. should Genuinely be. Yeah, Go Lightly. My ass. Out. It's more like shit quickly, sit quietly, sob mm -hmm. softly. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and did yours come out okay? Mine came out fine, and, and the same thing. The doctor said, uh, you know, 
you should eat more roughage. And I, I, I'm thinking, I live with a freaking vegetarian. All we eat are beans and greens and, uh -huh. you know, so it's mm -hmm. like, you know, if I eat more vegetation, uh, you know, <laughs> right. my intestines will explode. And did you really have a vasectomy? Yes. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Did that, jeez, uh, a number of years ago. You? I've never Ladies. heard of a vasectomy. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You're looking for a fat, middle-aged guy who's not going to knock you up. Whose <laughs> <laughs> wife might kill you. <laughs> if you're looking for a fat, middle-aged guy who's not going to knock you up, I don't even need a vasectomy, yeah, to right. be perfectly honest with you. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> Period. It's not in the car. It's too <laughs> it's much a, booze. It's, right. <laughs> at this point, I'm sure my sperm are like, eh, no. I'm, uh, no. Ask somebody <laughs> else. Right? What about you? Vasectomy or no? Uh, no, no. I no. prevent pregnancy with my uh, personality. Oh, my God. Uh, another thing you mentioned, Jeff Gage, you mentioned you had a concussion. Yes. Yes. Several. Several. I've had. Doesn't I've had, it show? No, seriously. I've had. No, I have two. I've had three. Yeah. I've had three. Uh, yeah, I'm deaf and still deaf in this ear from getting hit with a baseball. I've had a, a bunch really? of wow. kids. Yeah. So, Bobby, how do you feel knowing that we've got, uh, like, how many concussions? One? Oh, God. One? Oh, a few, At least I think. Two? You when don't I was know a you kid. had a concussion. You have no idea. Right. Well, you three. Know, once There's you probably one, six yeah. concussions at least between us. Have you had one? I've had at least five. Five? At the very least. Oh. Absolutely. So, I what? Play, I play inner city football, and we didn't have a trainer, and I play both ways. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm this is all mush up here. This is why I talk, <laughs> say the shit I say and do the shit I do and look the way I look. But we're all still putting words together. Barely. On a regular basis. It depends on the day. Yeah. And the words. Well, you know, you know, and the words. Amen, brother. Amen. Try not to go above three syllables. Come on, sir. Come but on, they somebody. say that they say in respects to concussions that you know if you've had one, right. it's serious. You if you've get had more. two, yeah. I've had three, yeah. and like you know, supposedly there could be more severe damage down the line that we're not even aware of. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. You I could agree. Y'all ain't seen the, huh? ain't you seen the documentary. Oh, I, I could be a lot smarter. Oh, the shit is real. <laughs> you ain't seen the documentary. Like it shrinks your shit, and then you go crazy, like almost like that. It's scary. I was I watched what? the documentary. You ain't seen the documentary? I've been drinking this shit so so so. Tell me about the documentary. Take it with what documentary salt. on concussions? <laughs> the concussions movie with with Will Smith and he played the African man and right. he was in the. Uh, all right, first of all, it's a movie, goddamn. But it still happened though. It still happened. It's a like true story. Like the NFL was trying to cover all that shit up. The like you ain't no no they they cool. They running into each other at twenty miles an hour. They cool. They all right. It was all bullshit. And, and then they found out, okay, it's real. So now every time you blow on a quarterback, it's a problem <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? Because they right. found out the old shit that shit was real. Yeah. And yet if you blow a quarterback, nothing happens at all. <laughs> no. Well, it, well, it's the Me Too movement. No, I don't Bobby know. Some shit he, might happen. Bobby said he played both your ways. Fucking job. <laughs> he you did say he played both ways. So there's a concussion protocol, but there's no vasectomy protocol. There isn't a protocol for vasectomy. vasectomy. No, 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 no. You don't no. accidentally get a vasectomy playing football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Who's walking around with forceps out here? <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. 
So, Bobby, at 35 years of age, uh, on your birthday, this you're spending your birthday with us. First of all, Word. that's amazing. Yeah. Word. Right. Word. And, and, and a follow-up question, that is, didn't your family have any shit planned for you tonight? <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's all going to happen on the weekend. They've been hush-hush about it at the house. Hush-hush. But how much, can, how much, how much hush-hush does a five-year-old have? You know what I'm saying? What you doing today, Daddy? We got something planned, but I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Yeah, so they got something over the weekend, but I'm not a birthday dude. I've never... What do you mean? I've never been big on celebrating anything. You know what I mean? I just, you know, just get out of my way. Let me watch TV, play a little video games, and make me a sandwich, and I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But if they have something <laughs> if they have something for you this weekend, you'll embrace it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'm not going to turn it down. Like, get the fuck away from me! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn your sculptures in Play-Doh. Go to hell. No, I'm uh, I'm going to be there for it. I'm, I'm super excitable, too. Like, as a dad, I'm goofy dad. I'm super excitable. The dumb shit that they do, I'm all excited about it. Is that a triangle? Oh, my God. That's the best triangle. So, yeah, I'm going to be all with it. Like, oh, my God, I love this poster of nothing. This is like, this is a poster with HBD on it, big ass. And I'm like, oh, my God, did you do this yourself? So, yeah, I'm with it, bro. I'm not going I'm not going to sit on their birthday celebration. And do you feel at 35, because I remember at 35, I said to myself, man, half my life is over, thinking I'd live to be 70. Word right? So wrong. do you think at 35, you think that half of your life is over? Well, I'm or? black, so a third of my life is done. <laughs> I'm a black man. A third of my life is over with. Um, but no, I'm 35 now. I got nothing else to look forward to. I can run for president. That's the last <laughs> milestone. 35, I can run for president. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And that's 65 for un- for uh, for uh, Social Security. But the way they talking, we all about to have that shit. But but uh, but uh, no, I'm gonna die at 60, so I won't. No, you me. ain't. But I'm black and I'm big. I'm dead already. Kind you, of. Got, <laughs> you got. You got. I've been drinking, up. guys. You guys have to excuse me. I'm gonna no. listen. The, the, the technology, the sciences, the, everything that's developing now, we're, we're living longer. Because I, I thought at 35, half my life was up. I got to get some of that Neo shit to block bullets. No, I understand, Ain't nothing stopping right. bullets. No, you can't stop them. that shit. No, no, can't stop no. that shit. Trust me, uh, take, from someone who's taken one. I appreciate one, you laughing at all my the, jokes. <laughs> she fuck with me heavy. I appreciate that. <laughs> from, from someone who's taken one, you cannot stop a bullet. Word. Okay, there that go. I've never. You can hope that it lands in the right place, that it doesn't matter. I've been fortunate enough to take one. But, yeah, so... How old are you? 59. 59. You're going to be 60, 57. Where do you guys think you are? I mean, when you, when you look at your life expectancy moving on, just because at 60, I'm like, you know, I thought at 35 that half my life was over, I'd be done at 70. But now at 60, I'm hoping to at least go to, I don't know, 80. Well, they, they say you're as old as you feel. Yeah. And uh, I feel 97. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> No, but that, that, that has a lot to do. I know you're joking, true. but how old do you really feel at 57? You, you, it you, depends on the day. I mean, really? you look at, you, you, no, seriously, you look at the 57, older you 59, get. 60, yeah. 35. When we were looking at people, when I looked at somebody who was 60 when I was your age, they were they old. Were old. Right. They you guys don't look, old. I'll tell you what, as from a 35-year-old, you guys don't look old. Like you, when I say, when I see old, I see Kango fucking, cr- you guys like, you, you guys, you <laughs> Wait, guys. You see what? Kango fucking crutches and fucking cans that, that, that's your, Is that your depiction <laughs> of an old person? No. no teeth and shit. You guys are like. <laughs> no teeth and shit. You guys are like living. Like you Not, guys are Nothing fucking, makes like you feel you older <laughs> than some guy saying you don't look old. You don't Man, look old. That is like. Do you I feel old? You know what? I you feel old? When I hear old, I don't like, no, you I guys know. are talking old shit. And it's it's foreign to me. Like you guys when, don't seem you guys seem like like 
Like we're on the because you are all entertainers. We're all on the right. same scene. So if you guys look at yourself as old, I kind of feel like I feel a little no, old yeah. too because I'm doing because it. just because you're <laughs> doing because you're, you're, you're caught in the waves. Yeah, yeah. man, caught birds with a feather. I'm right here. Yeah, right, I'm right here, here. Right, yeah, here. I'm right here. Like well, it's almost like you get a peek into the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If there yeah. if there are no yeah. mirrors around, and I think I have not changed since I'm 30. I mean, in my head, yeah, I still look like my first headshot. You know, <laughs> when I was 30. And, you and then you go into the bathroom, you look in the mirror, you're like, motherfucker, totally what? <laughs> oh, I got it. What? Why do I look in the mirror? No I know better than that. No wonder spurring all <laughs> my There should be a certain age in our homes <laughs> right. where we do, do away with the mirror. I don't need to Unless comb my hair. Unless it's one of those mirrors. There's certain mirror, are, are there certain mirrors in your house where you're like, damn, I look good in this mirror. But there's other yeah. mirrors that look, you look like shit. Yeah, uh, I, no, they all I, look I, the I've same. been to your house. That's yeah. a picture of George Clooney. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Oh man! So, gentlemen, I want to thank you all this evening. Thank you. It was fun. For, this uh, has been incredible. Yeah, yeah. this has been fun. fun. A nice round of applause for Jeff Gage and Mike Larson, who Yay. have to be judged here in a moment for their great contributions. And also, Bobby Dodds, everybody. Bobby Dodds. I sincerely hope you had a good time tonight, man. I am so looking forward to uh, being a guest on Comedians on South High. Absolutely. We and can't sitting wait to with, have uh, uh, um, with Jason, who I love, and Kenny, Kenny Mock, who I want, actually want to get Kenny on the show, too. That'll be, the, that'll be my, my trifecta. Yeah. I got have Jason. you had Jason here yet? Jason, Jason did one of our, our very first ones. Okay, okay. Right out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did that. He was great. And I get Absolutely. Kenny on here. And uh, then that will that will be uh, successful. Yeah, moving forward, be fun. we can't wait to have you on. You know Leslie Battle, time. right? Yes, Leslie. Yeah. Leslie's going to be the guest comic in November. We're okay. back here, by the way, November the fourteenth on a Thursday night. Uh, thir- no, no, go ahead and clap for that. It's all right. Thursday night, the fourteenth. Les- Leslie Battle will be the guest comedian that night, so we're looking forward to having her. And uh, we have not decided who the two competitors will be yet. We're going to figure that out before it's all said and done. But many, many thanks to uh, to Bobby Dodds as we get ready to judge this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Stay right here, Bobby. Are you ready to judge? Are you ready to judge? So take your bows. Uh, everybody, stay. both of you are going to have to stand up here at some point. So yeah. So if you, if, if you don't mind, well, if you don't want, to take your take. Your, you don't want to stand up. If you're too old to stand up, stay down. That's fine. We can do we can do this sitting down. By applause this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your first contestant tonight was Mike Larson. Let him hear it. And the reigning champion, Jeff Gage. I think uh, I think both gentlemen did a fine, fine job. But uh, let me start with uh, who came in second place tonight. In, in my opinion, and only by the the, the the decisive smattering of applause, because I think they both did great. But uh, I hope Jeff that you enjoy. The organ, piano, and accordion music yeah. of Glenn Derringer. He said backstage that he wanted and the album. Yeah. Also, this beautiful $14 bottle of Early Times. Yeah, that's right. Through good times, through bad times, Early Times, Jeff Gage. And the winner who gets to drink this in his garage all by himself. A bottle of Larson to Mike Larson. Oh, how did that work out? Larson, Larson, it, it, it's meant to be. It was in the cards. It was in the cards. All right. 
I want to thank uh, the following people before we all wrap this up this evening. First of all, I want to thank Shadowbox Live and the Upfront Stage for letting us be here again once more time, our fourth time here. Thank you so much. Also, I want to thank Greg Hansberry, our audio producer of Whiskey Business and the Premise, John Whitney, the creator of the Premise, and our video producer as well. I want to thank my guest, Bobby Dodds, Woo! one more time. Mike Larson, Jeff Gage. Give yourselves a nice round of applause, please, for coming out and supporting this each and every time I come out. My name is Dino Tripodis, and until the next bottle, we'll see ya. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.